welcome to another episode of Vote for Next Cast, the podcast where I speak to people from college societies from all across the country to help you discover new things. We are brought to you by, of course, Vodafone X, the fantastic mobile plan for young people and students, which gives you unlimited data, unlimited weekend calls and loads of ways to discover yourself, including access to a wide range of free online courses. Make sure to check it all out and get signed up at VodafoneX.ie and you'll also find all the other Vodafone X cast episodes up there, so definitely give them a listen to. Now, this episode is a sustainability one, so this applies to everyone across the world. Everyone can be better for our environment and for our planet. And I have three lovely guests with me today. We have Becca Paling from Environment Society in Trinity. We have Kaylee Nolan from Vegan Society UCC. And we have Janet Van Claflin from Environmental Society NUIG. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I suppose we'll just jump straight into it. Sustainability is, of course, a very broad term and a bit of a buzzword, in my opinion. Um, what do you think, Kaylee? What does sustainability mean to you? I think it's really intimidating sometimes to think about what sustainability is. Um, and you do get caught up in the greenwashing and all these little initiatives that are brought up, which are also really great. Um, and it makes it accessible for people. However, I think with sustainability, you do have to incorporate it into every action that you do in order for it to be worthwhile. That sounds really hard. But if you just think about, oh, what am I doing today? I want to go out for a coffee. Can I bring something to help that? Can I make a choice every day that like that will help out um and sustainability is just thinking about am i using resources or am i using people or animals in a way that is not good for the environment and will not be sustainable or like we can't keep it up forever so you just kind of start viewing things in a different light and it opens up a lot of opportunities for you to be more thoughtful so you just kind of do little things and pick up little habits that after a while, you don't think much of them, but they definitely make a difference. Of course, yeah. Sure, no one in this world is perfect, but it's just trying to be a little bit better every day. Uh, I suppose if I'm thinking about it in my own context, so I, I play rugby for a living and we get lunch every day and we used to be, get given containers every single day. We'd all bring home our own um, containers from there. So it'd be a different one every single day. And then they've actually changed it in the last couple of months being like, if you want to take home stuff, you have to bring in your own containers. So that's kind of a small change we had to make. And for instance, like, Coming into town now, I might jump on the on the Lewis on the public transport rather than driving in. So like little things like that. Janet, I wanted to ask you, do you think the individual person like me or you or can give much of a helping hand individually? Or is it more like the big factories and industries that really need to get their act together and, and clean up the world? Can we have a much of a, as an impact as an individual? Definitely. I, I, I am a strong believer that everything starts on a personal level, on an individual level, because if millions of people make, the, make small changes on an individual level, it will have like a ripple effect. And eventually, like, you know, when we change our habits, when we change um, our needs and wants, when we really be more conscious of our consumption, automatically the big industries will also change their supply because when we change our demands, they will automatically change their supply. And But I do think that, you know, simultaneously, they do have to like continue improving their um, level of sustainability with everything that they produce and stuff. But I think it's most important that we as individuals young young adults like start making the changes on a personal level and that will have like you know this ripple effect on on the on the collective yeah that's a great answer um i'd agree with you now becca i just want to ask you about 
wildlife and uh, insects, for example, like bees, they play an important role in sustainability and keeping a healthy environment. And, and can you explain to me in what way, how is an insect so vital to our environment? I guess predominantly, um, especially with bees, you're talking about uh, pollination. So essentially all of the world's plants, either flowering plants or at all, re- require some kind of medium to spread their seeds out and reproduce and that's um, most often done by bees sometimes other insects which is why they're found on all the continents of the world Um, so I guess yeah definitely preserving them especially when you've got kind of all these um, diseases like the varroa mites it's quite important to implement measures uh, like reduce uh, pesticide use plant more wildflowers like trinity for example have converted uh, front lawn to an entire wildflower meadow as well, which is which is really great. And of course, insects are at the base of the food chain. They are basically where ev- almost everything sits on um, after plants. So kind of maintaining both the abundance and biodiversity of insects is is very important, literally everywhere in the world, I guess. And how do you think we can look after the wildlife better? Um, do you think we're doing an okay job as human beings or are we still having a bad impact on wildlife and insects? There's this page called Park Pal Dublin, which kind of draws attention to um, the Phoenix Park uh, deer because a lot of people, they try to feed the deer, they leave rubbish around. And I think it's just, it's more of a, a lack of connection between what I'm doing can affect this so it's it's kind of is mowing this lawn gonna be damaging is leaving my rubbish doing this is feeding this deer just so I can get a selfie with it <laughs> um yeah I think it's kind of needs a little bit more thought I think because people do I think people do would say that they would care it's just they're not fully aware of the impact they're having yeah, you've actually touched on something there now that's really has me annoyed in the last couple of weeks so obviously the weather's getting a little bit better and People are gathering outdoors. But what's happening is people are just leaving their litter everywhere. Like you saw in like Herbert Park and Phoenix Park, you mentioned there places in my hometown in Limerick, like just people just leaving their litter everywhere. And it's just really annoying me because it just seems like it's so selfish and it's just, oh, I'll just leave all the crap there. Someone else will pick it up. And like, it's just it's just really getting at me. And I, I feel like people just need to um, just cop on a bit and just realize that everyone has to do their do their bit, as Janet said there, and, and not be so selfish because... Like, where does all that go? Like, it's just sitting there. And as you say, a deer could start eating it and uh, get sick. And that just has a knock on effect. So um, anyone listening and do at any of those gatherings, stop leaving your litter everywhere, please. <laughs> Becca, do you think everyone, like regardless of age or what they do in life, um, can get involved in environmental action? Uh, definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot of movements um, going on these days, which helps as well. But because sustainability is so broad, you can literally get involved in anything. So, for example, if you're younger, um, you could get involved in like green committees or like environmental societies at your school and university. And even in Dublin, like there's a fair few groups kind of which have like a sort of a background theme of environmentalism, even if they kind of portray a different one. So you've kind of got uh, sewing cafes. And I think another pretty big group at the minute is the Dublin Eco-Feminists, which would be kind of more centred on feminism, but they have like another very strong aim of like climate justice and environmentalism. And that's, of course, open to literally anyone in the public. So definitely like there's so much out there. I, I just guess it takes a bit of time to research and find what like your interest within environmentalism is. 
Yeah, that's a great tip. So for people that are listening that aren't maybe in a college or in a uh, society, they can get involved in an organisation like you mentioned there. But what is your society doing, Becca, in Trinity to make sustainability more accessible for people? We do it through kind of awareness schemes like hosting events that will be done kind of in such kind of a broad range of schemes Like we had a sustainability business uh, panel discussion um, a couple of weeks ago. We'll also kind of encourage people to uh, do campaigns, uh, attend the Green Campus meetings, which is all about uh, promoting change on campus and even like on, on social media and stuff, kind of little tips and tricks of how you can kind of reduce one on impact of environmental harm as it is to, into your life. Okay, lovely. Good to know. And down in UCC, Kaylee, what are you doing in the Vegan Society to um, bring more awareness to sustainability? Yeah, I, sustainability has been one of those things that have been really prevalent in our events this year online, especially. Um, we had screenings for both Cowspiracy and Seaspiracy, and we were able to discuss those. And I think one of the main aims of our society is to make sure it's welcoming and non-judgmental and accessible for people. And it's not just strictly vegan. You don't have to, we don't shoo you away if you're not a vegan. It's really all just about people who are open-minded and willing to learn from each other. Like that's one of the main things. Like we have cook-alongs every week or we aim to have cook-alongs every week online, usually on Instagram live or something, and then saving it onto IGTV to just show that like, oh, we are cooking vegan food and it's good for the environment and it's good for your health and it's good for the animals. But we discuss it with each other and make it something normal and something every day and something really accessible so that people can ask us questions. And I'd hope that we're all friends in the society and that people can just, you know, reach out. And sustainability is for everyone. You can talk to your nan about it. She's been sustainable her whole life. She's kept all the same like glass bottles and stuff like that. Like that's sustainability too. Like everyone can be involved in it and you just have to be willing to make mistakes and then also learn from your mistakes and ask questions and think about things. That actually sounds lovely, those Insta lives. It sounds like a good bit of crack, but you're actually learning and, and interacting with people. Over in, in NUIG, Janet, what are you doing in the society to uh, make people more sustainable? Yeah, so we do some similar stuff as what Becca and Kaylee said. Uh, we have these environmental documentary screenings. We're raising awareness through fun quizzes where, you know, people can uh, win one for all vouchers. And we also have a lot of, um, or we did a few hands-on workshops where um, one of our society members, she makes like these lovely um, jewelry from very eco-friendly materials. And we had that around Christmas to make these lovely jewelries and also um, Meatless Monday cooking classes. We we have this chef, um, her name is Sharon from Kindergarten Cooking, and she provides us twice a month with vegan uh, cooking classes, which is really interesting. And as well as um, we do like also do um, beach cleanups. Like personally, I do think, you know, like beach cleanups, they are a way of showing that, you know, we are being very active and, you know, that people, that it can be made visible. But in the first place, like, you know, that's not the aim that we would like to go for on, you know, on a long term. I do think that, you know, raising awareness is one of the most important uh, aspects and being very creative on how you do that, and, you know, have a very non-judgmental and positive approach without trying to offend people, but, you know, talk more about the positive side of things. And that's what I think our society tries to do with engaging people on, you know, through hands-on workshop, even if it's virtual, like, you know, it's still engaging and it's still effective. 
Definitely, yeah. Everyone kind of doing their, their little bit. Funny enough, you mentioned beach cleanups there. I went surfing in Sligo uh, at the end of last year when we were open for a while and we were allowed to do activities. And it was great fun out doing the surfing in Sligo. I fell off loads of times. So it was really bad. But afterwards, they got us all to uh, get our own bin bag and our own litter picker upper and we had to walk the beach and, and clean it. It was like part of the whole thing. And like if you were doing surfing, you were doing picking up litter afterwards. And uh, it was actually, it was it was really nice. It felt, gr- felt great after just doing a little bit but like I I, pro- I would have I'll be honest I wouldn't have done that otherwise like unless I've been told to do it so maybe that's the issue I need to be the person that goes out and, and does it so these kind of little initiatives around the country are, are amazing and, and people like yourselves are are definitely pushing it for us so uh, thanks very much for all that Janet uh, do you think an interest in sustainability impacts other areas of your life? I definitely think so because practicing sustainability is really a mindful thing. And if you become more mindful of your daily habits, it can definitely also make you reflect more, for example, in the area of your career, of your student life or your personal life. Okay, the career path that I wish to continue on, like how um, sustainable is it or how impactful can I be? And this also, all this comes from the idea of practicing mindfulness in, you know, every area of your life. And that, that's where sustainability also comes in. Yeah. And Kaylee, would you agree? Do you think there's transferable skills from just caring about sustainability and it transfers to other areas of your life? It does start to sneak into other aspects of your life and like how maybe what do I want to do with my career? Um, Where do I want to go with what I'm studying? Um, How do I want to treat the people around me? And then how do I want to treat the people that maybe I'll never get to meet, but are on the other side of the country or on the other side of the planet even making my food or making um, my clothes or making the products that I use every day or like maybe that making that car that I'm saving up for and I think yeah sustainability is definitely something that creeps into everything that you do yeah and someone now that is listening and wants to make the world a better place but they're just not too sure where to start Um, what would you say to them Kaylee? would you have any like tips for them I know you're a vegan yourself would be something like that to just get started Yeah, I think veganism is a really handy way to get started in all of it. And I think that's where my kind of push to really start looking into things was with veganism, because I was very fortunate to kind of grow up in a household where we were mindful of the environment. However, we weren't environmentalists, I don't think. So then I started thinking, you know, a few years ago, veganism kind of in Ireland anyway, started to become a bit trendy. It was like kind of a buzzword, just like sustainability maybe is now. And I think veganism is something where everyone needs to eat. Everyone needs to wear clothes. Everyone needs to drink every single day. And if it's one of those things where you can just make a little change and think about plant-based options and they really make a big impact on your carbon footprint, on your emissions, on everything really. Um, Veganism, I think, is really, really useful in the sense that cutting down on animal agriculture or like animal-based products um, really helps the environment and it also kind of helps you think about how we're treating animals and how we're treating the people that create the food for us and farmers and the land that we're using and I think veganism is a handy way to start looking into all these other things because it is a lifestyle it's not just a diet I think a lot of people do have that misconception 
that veganism is just about the food you're eating. And I know from myself, being the chairperson of this society, I'm not a healthy, I'm not like a really healthy person. I wouldn't be eating whole foods every single day. But um, I would definitely always be thinking about, is this a sustainable option um, for the planet? And I think um, it's also about thinking about not just the food, but also like the ethics behind it and the environmentalism and also then your health. I'm going to play devil's advocate now, so please please don't get (laughs) mad at me. But can you explain to me exactly what it is about eating meat that's that's bad and Mm -hmm. why uh, not eating meat is sustainable? Like, for instance, the, the obvious arguments are massive industry of farmers that are out there that are uh, basically funding the country um, by by being uh, farmers and then there's the whole argument of like the circle of life being like animals eat animals to keep going and stay alive so I'm just being devil's advocate now but can you explain to me why it's sustainable to be a vegan? Yeah of course yeah I think a lot of people ask that and especially in Ireland where we do have such great farmers and people who are really dedicated to something that's been in maybe their family for generations and obviously I don't want anyone to think that vegan vegans hate farmers and we are really anti-farmer because a lot of us come from farming backgrounds too and we can really appreciate how it's such a lifestyle for them too but in terms of sustainability or environmentalism for example if you had a serving of beef that gives off 330 grams of co2 carbon dioxide we all know that's bad for the environment that's what traps the hot air and causes global warming so that's for a serving of beef it's 330 grams for example whereas one serving of lentils is two grams of carbon dioxide so just simple if you think of your dinner tonight that's a big difference you know 330 grams versus two grams and like over 14 percent of greenhouse gas emissions are due to animal agriculture and, and that's about equal to transport. So just the emissions coming from us keeping animals just for us to eat them is the same as all the planes and trains and trucks and cars that we have all over the world. I didn't realise that it comes down to like emissions and things like that. I mm. I actually didn't know that at all. So um, obviously that that's an issue. Yeah, for sure. Janet, I believe you're uh, on a plant-based diet as well. Would you have anything regarding misconceptions people have about veganism or vegetarian or something like that? Yeah. So in my experience, like people think that when you go plant-based, you have to like, um, you are limited in your options for like a variety of foods. Whereas I see it as as a total opposite. Like I see food as art (laughs) And with art, you can like really explore and, you know, there's no boundaries, there's no rules. If you have like plant-based options, you can use chickpeas or lentils or mushrooms and add the same flavor that you put for the meats and just put it for your plant-based options. And I do think it's a very, um, you have to be very mindful about it. Like you have to make this mind shift that have an open mind. And, you know, once you have an open mind, you can literally have like, there are unlimited options of how you can explore with plant-based foods. Yeah, because that's where I'd come in then and say, but it's so hard to be creative and come up with meals every day, like three meals a day of that's in line with veganism and plant-based diets. Um, now, to be honest, I've only tried it for a couple of weeks in the past and I actually yeah. found it really hard to become to create, uh, create them. And my own mother actually was a vegan and 
she kind of dips in and out, which would be vegan for like six months and then take a break and do it again. So fair play to her. She, she tries her best to do her bit for the world. But she even says she kind of finds it hard to be creative with, with it. Like, so how do you go about tackling that part of it, Janet? In my experience, like I really, I follow a lot of vegetarian and vegans, like people that experiment a lot with food, especially on Instagram. I, you have a lot of people that share their recipes, share their vegan lifestyles and stuff. And that's where I get my inspiration from. And I do think also that it's important that when you want to um, change into a certain lifestyle, you also have to like surround yourself with like-minded people just to get more inspiration. Because I strongly believe that what you're surrounded by most that influences your actions. So if you really want to, you know, like go on a plant-based journey, it's really interesting to get inspiration from people that are already on that journey and to explore more through YouTube and, you know, use technology to get more information on recipes and alternatives. And yeah, it's, it can be a really fun journey if you just open up yourself to it and not think about, Oh my God, um, what am I going to eat or will I have the necessary nutrients or, you know, like just have fun with it. Would you recommend to someone now listening that wants to try uh, being a vegan to just kind of dip in and out of it, maybe be a part-time vegan to put a, to put a name on it rather than going straight uh, fully veganism? I think that uh, radical changes don't always have a very a lasting effect. I do think that it's it's interesting to like, you know, gradually move from eating meat on a daily to, you know, go meatless on Monday and then adopt more meatless days during the week. And um, yeah, like just try to be flexible with it. They call it like flexitarians that are people that, you know, have their, <laughs> they decide their own days on which they want to, you know, eat meatless and stuff. And I do think that, for example, in my experience, I think the most important thing for someone who wants to turn vegan or vegetarian is the mental preparedness for it. Because before I went vegan or before I went plant-based, I, um, I did some research beforehand and I prepared myself that, you know, I would have to change um, I would be more creative in the kitchen and stuff and to experiment more. And I first stopped with eating meat, but I then eat, I ate fish for one month. But then after one month, I already, I also cut off um, fish from my diet. So it really depends on, you know, how you are as a person. But I do believe that just gradually cutting off meat and dairy products is best than just, you know, like radically cut it all off and then after a month just fall back into the habit of eating meat. Yeah, that's a great tip. And um, Becca, I was going to ask you, because obviously fashion is a huge industry and the issue with it is that then fast fashion and I'd love to know your your take on fast fashion, Becca, and the impact that's having on the world and a way someone can reduce their impact uh, through fashion. Yeah, so obviously fast fashion is, is not a good industry at all. It's the second most both polluting and emissions heavy industry in the world after the oil and gas company. So it's it's pretty big. And of course, it's also associated with a lot of um, pollution, but also very importantly, like the exploitation of so many people, especially in South and Southeast Asia. I'd say for people who want to maybe reduce their impact, it was actually Fashion Revolution Week last week, and they had loads of events on um, talking with uh, creatives, um, ex-scam workers themselves, and kind of solutions to that. So I'd say kind of check out the events there because they're still on YouTube. But I think essentially, like the most important thing you can you can do is just kind of 
wear what you you have kind of just look at your wardrobe maybe you might want to donate or sell stuff but literally just try to keep what you have I think if you extend kind of the garment wearing for for one to two years that reduces your emissions by 24 percent and imagine the knock-on effect of that if you're going to continue wearing those garments for years and years on end and there's also kind of loads of petitions and organizations to donate to to support um, garment workers as well yeah, some some great information there. I didn't realize it was actually that that big that fast fashion is the second worst industry in the world for sustainability. That's amazing to hear that. So obviously there's an issue here that needs to be to be changed and a way to do that as you said is kind of uh using your wardrobe a bit more and uh, holding on to things for a little bit longer. Um, also, there's like vintage stores are a massive one, buying stuff secondhand. That seems to be a really big uh, trend at the moment. But Kaylee, what if someone isn't too keen on buying their clothes in a vintage store? Um, what would you recommend to them to try and help them uh, be more sustainable in a fashion sense? Yeah, I think there's so many resources out there, especially to like see how you can make the most of your existing wardrobe. If there's like stuff in there that you can wear for longer or upcycle things um there's so many creative people online there's also like a group in Dublin called the use less project and they talk about environmentalism in general but they also talk a lot about fast fashion and how harmful it is and if you were trying to maybe change up your habits first stop buying things we have so many things already um if you're not comfortable buying from maybe charity shops or vintage shops I would consider like seeing in your friends wardrobes in your parents wardrobes vintage is very cool at the moment like that's what people want to be wearing that's what all these fast fashion places are looking to previous trends from decades or however long ago for their current fashion so I'm sure like if you went rummaging around in your family's wardrobe you will find some cool stuff there too um however there's also some really great brands um and makers in Ireland and all over the world that are creating things um so I'd say just start filling your newsfeed with people that you want to support. I know there's a lot of people now making like handmade fleeces in Ireland. Um, there's also great brands like We Are Kin who like make clothes once you order them. Or there's a brand, an Australian brand that even though it mightn't be great that you're shipping them all over the world, hire the label that make like sustainable underwear from bamboo. And looking at also like the materials that your uh, clothes are made from are really important like natural materials like cotton or bamboo or now they're coming up with great alternatives to leather that are made from like apples or pineapples things like that cork stuff that are biodegradable rather than things that are made of plastic polyesters that are just going to stick around forever forever that even though they might break down they'll go into our waterways and we're going to end up eating them (laughs) from like if you eat fish the plastics are going to be in those fish things like that it's just thinking about where's my consumption going and it's really handy to just utilize social media in that way and start following people and also unfollowing people that aren't maybe aligning with values that you want to have Um, and it's fine to unfollow people guys it's really grand so just start not promoting or supporting people that maybe don't align with the values that you want to have 100% 100% I agree with you there's loads of different ways there now yeah that I, some that I hadn't even thought of um, but another one that came to my head is just maybe like exchanging clothes with your friends if they're sick of something and you're sick of something just change it with them like it doesn't mean you have to throw it out um, I know I've given a lot of my stuff recently to my best mate's younger brother um, and he, he's wearing it around like it's new so um, there's definitely mm-hmm. there's definitely ways to do it Janet I wanted to ask you about technology and do you think technology is impacting our ability to live more sustainable lives? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, technology like provides us the convenience and the accessibility, the easy accessibility to information on how to live like more sustainably. And um, we live in an era where everything has everything is about technology, like it influences our daily lives, our careers, our like our lifestyle, basically. So why not use it for higher purposes for yeah, get, gaining information, how to do better and how to be better. And for example, if you just go into Google and you enter sustainability apps or how to live more sustainably, there are a bunch of apps that you can use like for free. And that, that gives you like very simple ways on how to act in the moment. And it's not rocket science to adopt a sustainable lifestyle. People really think that, oh, only people who are environmentalists or who have studied sustainability are the ones that can make, you know, can live actually sustainable lives. But it's really just anyone can do it. You don't need like any extra resources. It's just a change of your mindset to, you know, be more conscious of what you do on a daily. And yeah, technology is a really, really good way to to explore that. Yeah, that's, that's great stuff. Kaylee, on the kind of topic of technology, what do you think social media platforms do for sustainability? Do you think it's uh, good for communication and debate or do you think that all the information we're kind of seeing needs to be taken with a pinch of salt? I think it's how you approach it that you can look at online platforms as being positive or negative. And I think it's always great to just have that positive outlook that this is somewhere that I can share what I'm doing. I can ask people, I can engage with people that I like. I would never have met anyone here if it wasn't for online and connectivity so I think it's great that you can choose what you're what you're looking at what you can see and there's so many people out there and there's so many talented artists who can maybe show you what sustainability is um via like beautiful like artistry like for example I follow a really interesting group called Earthrise Studios who are all about like uh, climate activism and climate justice and they've recently started uh, promoting Indigenous artists and how the environment impacts like Indigenous cultures and communities. And I think that's such a great thing that without technology or social media, we I would never have seen those images and seen these groups of people that maybe I don't think I'm directly affecting, but I can now see through my everyday actions that I am affecting these people and like that Indigenous people maybe are affected by our environmental choices more than we think. And I think social media is down is one of the reasons why I get to see that and I can now act on it. Yeah, that's a great outlook, very positive way to, to look at it all. And um, just in relation to the kind of misinformation we might be getting sometimes, um, obviously a, a massive documentary that was out recently was the Seaspiracy documentary. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you about it. I actually haven't watched it myself. My, my sister told me not to watch it because she said I'd be so angry that I wouldn't be able to calm down for a few hours. So I've actually haven't seen it, but she's kind of told me things about it. There was one um, before called Cowspiracy, I think, to do with veganism. Um, I watched that one and that also uh, sent me to the roof with anger so um, I just want to think, ask you uh, Kaylee um, do you think these documentaries are helpful or are they possibly damaging because they are giving out some misinformation the whole point of filmmakers or like documentarians are to like bring awareness to things and to also maybe make it sensationalistic or make it kind of dramatized or exaggerated so that really hits home and I think sometimes we need that I think sometimes we need these illustrations that like actually make us want to change 
Um, and obviously like conspiracy and seaspiracy, everyone's going to debate the little um, like facts and figures and stuff. And I think that's just one of the things in life is that there's always going to be someone saying, oh, well, actually you didn't take that data properly or actually now you're looking at it from the wrong point of view. But I don't think you can deny the feeling that you get when you watch those documentaries where you're like, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing to be doing. And you just can't deny it with those documentaries. And I think at the end of the day, they're really helpful to make us move and to see that it's not just us, like that we are part of a bigger picture and we need to work on that and maybe stop exploiting animals for our own gain and stop exploiting the land and the sea and yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but also be willing to look at it and take it in and maybe see how you can change your own life. Yeah, these kind of documentaries definitely do spark uh, a lot of emotion in people and people get very worked Mm. up for a while, uh, including myself, but it's just, I wish that people take that awareness and that acknowledgement and keep going and change something in their life and make their life more sustainable because you just want it to be one of those things that just dies off and another one comes out. Becca, could you tell me about um, what zero waste living is and how can somebody start working towards that in their own life? So I guess the term zero waste can be a little bit misleading because you think, oh my God, how am I going to make zero waste? So it's essentially all about like reducing the waste that ends up going to landfills. So in Ireland, that's mostly soft plastics, essentially, um, because zero waste does incorporate composting and recycling. Like it's fine if you do that, because that ultimately goes back into the circuit of production and it will still make new things. So in terms of of if someone like wanted to incorporate it more into their life, um, I would say kind of do a waste audit. So I think the most areas that you end up producing waste are the bathroom and the kitchen. So if you see something that you can easily make like a sustainable swap, like I think a few months ago, I switched from using cotton wool to these cotton wool rounds that you just throw in the washing machine afterwards. Like it's very simple. Um, Obviously, you can't do it for everything. But you can notice like really simple things like that. There's also one, I think, which doesn't get much attention, but I've been doing it since I was very young. Like I hated if something's thrown into the bin that I didn't want to be there, like a CD. I just think, oh, how can this go to waste? So I would kind of steal it from the bin when my parents weren't looking and I would make it kind of into different things. Like I made um, kind of a tree hanging out of old CDs and I made like a laptop stand for my dad out of like old plastic boxes and stuff so I think there's there's a way you can repurpose things and get creative as well as um but it all just essentially goes towards reducing uh what goes through production and ultimately in the landfill okay yeah that's really interesting to hear and lovely to see how creative you are taking the cds out of the bin and making something of it that's great um yeah there's all these little things are kind of popping into my head as as I, i listen to you speak and even just yesterday i was driving along the car and i asked my mate i was like man i have all these books that i've read and i don't know what to do with them like i feel so bad if i throw them into the bin like what am i supposed to do and he goes why don't you like bring them down to the local coffee shop and leave them there, see if someone wants to grab one from there or a second-hand bookshop when they open again. And I was like, do you know what, man, you're right. You're dead right. So actually, I have to, he was very uh, positively thinking about it where I, I didn't want to throw them in a bin, but I just wasn't sure how to go about getting rid of them. So it's little things like that, like yourself there, Becca, just being creative and thinking about it for a second and make this world a little bit cleaner and a, and a better place. I want to ask you, Kaylee, if someone has a passion and wants to be more sustainable, is the only way to do it volunteering in projects or getting involved in volunteering in society? Or are there actually careers in being sustainable and can people uh, make money from it? 
I think so. I think sustainability is something that you can adopt into everything. And no matter what passion you have, you can bring sustainability in, into it. I think um, I know even from some of my peers in UCC like that uh, a lot of people involved in STEM and in med are really pushing for sustainability there because there is a lot of use of like single-use plastics and obviously we've seen especially during the pandemic that even though hygiene is so important that like there is a lot of single-use in those places so I think yeah sustainability is definitely something like I myself am I'm studying law and Irish and environmental law is something that I want to get involved in and I know some of my friends one of my friends in the vegan society is studying zoology and she wants to get involved in you know preservation of and like you know helping out animals I think you can look into everything same there's so many people in the business sector that are trying to be innovative and find new ways of uh, making products and selling products in a way that are like really sustainable I think there's no stopping you in bringing environmentalism and I'm sure there's people all over the world that also want to do that so I think it's just putting yourself out there and sometimes you have to be vulnerable and admit that you don't know everything but if you're willing to learn there's definitely resources out there for you yeah it's great to hear you I definitely agree with you Janet, obviously people listening to this now might gain an, a passion for sustainability and want to help out in some way, but they're just not sure how. Would you recommend that they volunteer in a project or is there a career they could get involved in for more longer term um, sustainable life? Uh, yeah, so I, I surely believe that volunteering is a great way to start like expanding your knowledge, your skills and especially your network in this field, like I'm myself, I'm in this process as well, because I'm really looking for options to start a sustainable business and things like these podcasts and um, online international sustainability camps, they provide a really like good platform, a good, a good place to start on, you know, expanding your knowledge, actually gaining confidence and trying to figure out what you, what's actually your main interest because sustainability is very broad, but yeah, there's a growing number of people starting their businesses, whether it's related to training and education or healthy lifestyles, or even just DIY eco-friendly products. And I believe that once you can identify a gap within your own community and you are aware and confident of your own skills, there are endless ways to make money out of it. And I mean, of course, money shouldn't be your primary focus because, you know, else the intention might get lost. But if you're passionate about something, I don't see any harm like making a career out of it. Yeah. And you touched there on, on starting a business. If, if someone does have an idea, like I presume you have one yourself for to help the environment or a certain product, how do you think they should start about bringing that idea to life? Well, doing your research, that's, that's first and foremost, like educate yourself, um, being open to learn new things, like study the ins and outs of that particular area of focus that you're interested in. And also engage with people who are experts in that field or who are already on that journey. Follow a lot of these people on, on social media and yeah, just also really convince yourself of the why you're doing this, because that's the most important thing, I believe. And then like, you know, getting hands on like experiment, experiment, and eventually you can start with a small business and eventually go bigger. That's some great advice. I agree with you, definitely. So you're obviously very passionate about sustainability, Janet. You've been to lots of areas of the world and you're, you're doing your bit to help the world. What would be your top tip for someone listening who wants to discover new things like, like you have? Yeah, so um, actually, like as cliche as it might sound, like just have an open mind 
have an open mind and be be fearless and don't be afraid to fail like failure are like life lessons and they teach us ways we need to improve and you know just be very fearless and don't think of what people might think of you just focus on yourself focus on your own journey and yeah let life you know flow and have an open mind and things will fall into place i love it yeah definitely and becca would you have a top tip for someone listening who wants to discover new things I guess kind of following on from what Jana just says, like with having an open mind, I think because there is so much information out there and there's going to be a lot of like contrasting sources, I would say like just if you're kind of looking at researching stuff, whatever part of your life you're interested in, like reducing fast fashion, like just make sure you're not kind of getting sucked into confirmation bias because like sometimes it can lead to the stage where environmentalists are kind of vilified and seen like they're very extreme and stuff if you see everything that's just like black and white um so definitely like uh, kind of look for both sides of the stories because then your your kind of overall perception and view and I guess like your values that have shaped from it will be a lot stronger brilliant yeah beautifully put and Kaylee, would you have a top tip for someone listening who would like to discover something new I think to be vulnerable and to be willing to understand that you're going to be wrong sometimes we're all learning new things and that just being honest with yourself and with others you'll definitely learn something new and you'll always have more information to learn and that if you're willing to have open and honest conversations with people and come into spaces without any prejudice and without a veil of I'm better than them I know more than them you'll definitely learn something from and just asking questions and being inquisitive is always always a good thing to do. There's some great advice there, Kaylee. Yeah, definitely. So, Becca, if someone wants to get in touch with the Environment Society in Trinity, how can someone do that? Uh, we're mostly very active through our Instagram page, which can be found at environmental underscore SOC underscore TCD. We're also quite active on our Facebook page, which you can just find by typing in Trinity Environmental Society. Um, but in terms of kind of other ways and other groups get organized in on campus, um, other kind of Instagram handles to look out for is Trinity Green Campus, or one word, and Environland TCD. Lovely stuff. Thanks very much. Kaylee, if someone wants to get in touch with the Vegan Society in UCC, how can they do that? Yeah, so you can find uh, the Vegan Society at UCC Veg Sock um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or also you can always just shoot us an email at vegan at uccsocieties.ie and we're always welcome to bring you into our little family. Perfect. Thank you. And Janet, the Environmental Society in NUIG, what's the best way to get in touch with you? So we are most active on Instagram and our Instagram page is Environment Society NYG, all glued together. But we're also on Facebook and that's NYG in Fyro Sock. Perfect. Okay. So anyone listening that wants to get in touch with um, these societies, definitely do that. You have all your information there. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up this amazing chat. It was really in-depth and everything about sustainability. I definitely learned a lot from it and it's kind of motivated me to be better at what I'm doing in my own life and made me think about it a little bit more. Um, I hope you, the listener at home, got something from it too. And it sparked maybe just some interest about being a little bit more sustainable and thinking about the environment in your own life. If you want to spark even more interest and learn even more things, don't forget to check out the huge range of free online courses on votefornext.ie and you'll also find all the other Votefornext cast episodes up there like the performing one, filmmaking, tech, business, activism, health, 
music, science, sport, and now we have the sustainability one, which is a great one to finish on because it's the last episode of this series. Um, and even though that's a sad thing, this was a great, great chat. And I've taken so much from the whole series. I've loved chatting to all the guests and we've had throughout the whole thing, every episode, there's been so much variety and I've genuinely taken something from every episode. And it's made me realize that there's so much out there to be discovered and enjoyed. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Vodafone X for creating this amazing series and also making every episode happen and bringing on amazing guests like yourselves, Becca, Janet and Kaylee. Thanks for uh, coming in today and talking to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, of course, to the listener at home for tuning in and making this all happen as well. Um, I was really appreciated and I genuinely hope you got something from every episode and the Vodafone X cast series. Take care and stay safe.